on this week's episode of the NACF podcast featuring senior pastor Dr. Naida M. Parson. We're talking about love. We all know that God loved us so that he gave his only begotten son so we could send them down here to save us without judging us. So in turn, we ought to do the same thing. Instead of judging first, we ought to try loving first. So sit back and listen as we get into today's word. Jesus replied, Senior Pastor, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Our topic today is love first. Love first. And if you want the t-shirt, see Miss Shannon. Love first. Welcome to our communion celebration. All right, welcome to our communion celebration. It's been wonderful. Um, This is where we remember the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but we're also starting a new series today. Uh, We are starting a new focus this month. So this year we have been leveling up in areas, and so we started off with leveling up in our evangelism, and now we continue today with level up. The month of April, we are leveling up giving Level up giving. So let me see. Now, this is how you do it. When I call out new A, y'all say level up. When I call it out again, say level up again. The third time, when you say, you say, I feel like I'm leveling up. You guys know the routine. But now I want you to add a praise on the end. I want to add a praise on the, and, and, and an excitement on the end of that. So we ready? New A! Level up! New A! Level up! New A! I feel like I'm leveling up! Woo! All right, that was a little late, New A. Come on, come on. I think we need to do it one more time. I didn't feel the servant leaders. I didn't feel the ministers. All right, I need to feel the seniors over there, too. Visitors, we'll catch y'all next time. But if you feel it, jump in. New A! New A! Level up! New A! I feel like I'm leveling up! Woo! That's where we are all year long. And so now we're leveling up our giving, level up giving. And it's not hard to connect communion celebration with the month of giving. This was an easy connect. Because for God so loved, he gave. For God so loved, he gave. So today we celebrate that God gave his son. And then that the son gave his life. And then that gave us life. 
For the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And then Jesus paid for our sins and that brought us life. It gave us our life back. But this is also our Easter season where we celebrate that the resurrection gave us new life. So we keep getting life. Uh, God gave his son. Son gave his life. That gave us life. And now we have new life. That word life, life is in the Greek. The original word means the absolute fullness of life. He gave us Zoe, the absolute fullness of life. It was divine life. It was abundant life. It was eternal life. But I had a conversation when I was on the ship a few weeks ago. I was looking for my just one, and we're in our challenge to get just one uh, person to say the, the, the sinner's prayer to receive Jesus Christ. Just where everybody just get just one. And we're in that challenge. And so I had been on the ship a couple of days, and I hadn't uh, really touched anybody. So I prayed. I said, God, I don't want to spend this whole week on this ship and not uh, touch anybody. So the next day, I met five people from Las Vegas. Uh, and um, I met a family who already knew Jesus, so it wasn't a meet Jesus moment. They already knew Jesus. But in our conversation, they mentioned that they weren't always accepted by the people in the church because they were different. By the way, they're here today. I told them I was preaching a sermon today. And, and so, so Trish says um, that, that, that she believed that people should love first. And when she said love first, it hit my spirit. It hit me because I had been asking God some questions. Because our world is changing and our culture is changing. And as you have heard me say before, the generation before me had a clear sense of what sin was. They may have done wrong, but they had a clear sense of what was right and what was wrong. In my generation, the baby boomers, we played around with sin. We did a lot of little funny stuff. <laughs> we, we, we played around with sin. And so then our children, that Generation X, they changed the definition of sin. And so things that we thought said were sin, they said was disease and, um, or the personal choice. And it, 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 was, it was changing. And then so, so the gender, the, the, so the, 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 uh, that next generation, the Generation X, can change the definition of sin. So the millennials, they just decide, decided that there was no sin. <laughs> that people just did what people did. And we didn't judge them. They decided that they denied that there was a sin. So now we got Gen Zs or we got iGens that have no idea what sin is. So when they come to church... Or when we introduce them to Jesus, what do we do if they don't agree with us about what it means to live like a Christian? I was asking God this stuff. Because they may not even understand the concept of sin. And what if we don't agree on sexual activity or orientation or even gender? What if we don't agree on the use of marijuana? 
medical or otherwise? What if we don't agree on a woman's right to choose? What if we don't agree on the club Saturday night before coming to church and ministering on Sunday morning? What if we don't agree on what clothes are appropriate to wear for your gender, even if you agree that you have one? What if we don't agree on our definition of marriage? What do we do? How do we minister together? How can two walk together unless they agree to do so? So when I heard her say, love first, I got my answer. I know one thing I must do. I must love first. This is what will make you evangelize. This is what will make you go out there and get your, your just one. And then going back and keep getting another one and another one. This will make you not want to be silent and let folks leave this earth not knowing Jesus. You, you won't do that if you love first. No matter who they are, you love first. That will guide you in how to speak to me. That will guide you in how to entreat them. It will guide you in how to embrace them and how to fellowship with them if you love first. It's what Jesus did when he met adulterers, lepers, traitors, also known as tax collectors, murderers, thieves, demoniacs, sinners, Scandalous women, Gentile soldiers, Gentile mothers, Samaritans, and Canaanites. He loved first. He didn't judge first. He didn't rebuke first. He didn't correct first. He didn't wash them up first. He touched them. He went into their homes. He forgave them. He embraced them. He taught them. He listened to their stories. He loved first. He fed them. He healed them. He casted out their demons. He raised their dead family members. He calmed their storms. He loved first. As a matter of fact, he loved them before he even came down here to meet them. Oh, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5 and 6 says, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He came because he loved people who did not agree with him. We celebrate communion because it is a reminder that we were not worth loving. We were not worth saving, but God extended his love toward us. The Bible says herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent or he gave his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He loved first. He didn't die first. <laughs> he didn't die first. Because that would have cleaned us up and made us worthy of relationship with him. He loved first. And then he died to make us clean. So, so as we follow Jesus, we, we become, as we become more and more like him, we are to love first. And the rest 
will fall into place. So I, I was gearing up to present this message when we get to that month, when we get to the love month that we're going to level up our love. We're going to talk about that for a whole month, but that's not until June. This month is about leveling up our giving. And I'm, so I'm, I'm getting ready for June, and God said, and I want you to lead with this one. I want you to lead giving with love first. Because if we're going to level up our giving, we need to start with our why. Because when money is tight and bills need to be paid, when you have other priorities that, that you think, and you think the church doesn't need your offering, when you have to choose between giving and something you want or maybe even something you need, you need a why. Why would I give my tithing? Why would I give a level above my $20 offering? Everybody that's, you know, $20, that's why every Sunday, like clockwork, that's what I'm going to get. My $20, why would I go above my $20 offering, why would I sacrifice and even try to find an additional $2,022? Why would I do that? Well, it is my responsibility, and you guys know I very seldom talk about money. Matter of fact, they keep telling me that I need to talk about it more. <laughs> but it is my responsibility as your pastor to teach you how to give because it, it, is, a, it is a basic kingdom principle. It's an expected Christian discipline. It is the overriding requirement to have godly, prosperous living. I do need to teach you how to give, but why? It's because we love first, and lovers are givers. For God so loved he gave. Lovers or givers. You can tell what people love by what or who they give to. Who they give their time, energy, and money shows you who or what they love. Love is still the most powerful force in the universe. What you won't do, do for love. What you won't give. For love, God, for God loved first, so the Bible says there's no good thing he'll withhold from us because lovers are givers. When you really love someone, there's nothing you would withhold from them except for what would do them harm. You spoil them, you spend that money, you buy that ring, you get her that car, you put that money down on that house, you loosen those purse strings, you open up that wallet. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. When you love, love makes you a giver. It was love that made my mama give us all the good pieces of chicken while she ate the chicken back. It's love that made my daddy buy my mama new cars when he always drove a used one. It was love that made you buy those $250 Jordans for that 13-year-old kid. It was love that made you find that college tuition for that 19-year-old, even if it meant you had to wear that same old dress to the gala next month. It's love. Love will make a man get a second job. Oh, yes, it will. 
Lovers are givers. It'll make you give your time and your energy. It'll make you stay up all night at the hospital when everything in your body wants to go to sleep. It'll make you work on that school project when you got your own work to do. It'll make you show up at the football game when it's cold and windy outside. It'll make you rock that baby so that the mama can get some sleep. It'll make you get up and go to work on a job that you hate because of who you want to give to. Lovers are givers. Somebody in here is saying, I don't love nobody like that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's just that that somebody is you. You just don't love anyone as much as you love you. So you spend your time, your energy, and your money on you. But if we're going to level up our giving, we're going to have to love first. So Jesus was asked a question. What is the greatest commandment? And I want you guys to listen up because this answer that he gave is what the entire Bible is based on. This answer, he said the law and the prophets, the entire Old Testament can, can be hooked on this answer. It, this answer is the entire requirement of God. Listen up, because this answer is, is all he ever wanted from Genesis to Revelation and beyond. This answer is the determinant of whether or not you go to heaven or hell. This, this answer, after Jesus answered the question, he called it the first and the greatest commandment. The answer was, Love him. Love him. Love him. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. You guys, I give because I love him. Pastors around ask me, you know, what made me stay in ministry when so many pastors quit during the pandemic and so many pastors quit every Monday? So many pastors quit. They just don't want to do this anymore. I said, what made you keep going? Why, why do you keep doing this? I said, because I love him. I love him. And in other words, I love you all. I, I, I love you. I love you. Um, and, and, you know, the other question is, it's just become who I am. But, but the, the, the first and my first answer was because I love him. I love ministry, but I love him. I give because I love him. We give because we love him. Just like there's no good thing that he would withhold from us. There's nothing I would withhold from him when I truly love him. The only time I would withhold anything from God is when I'm loving myself or someone or something else above him. When I do that, I might withhold a few things. The Bible calls that idolatry. It says you're worshiping another God if you love anything above, above me, above God. The Bible also calls it adultery. God considers that cheating on him. He says he's jealous when you love other things above your love for God. 
But sometimes, y'all tell the truth, sometimes what he asks for challenges how much I love him. And I might wrestle with it for a while. Mm, I know I'm in the room. Now I might wrestle with it for a while. Because what you just asked me for, it kind of challenges my love for you. But love always wins eventually because I can't continue to know that he really wants something from me and I don't give it to him. I can't stay like that. I, it bothers me because I love him. We give because we love him. And when we love him correctly, the giving gets easier and easier. It's easier, it's easier because I'm learning to love him with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. And the original says, all my strength. So, so when I get there, when, when, I, when I love him like that, all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, when I love him like that, giving is its easiest. It's easiest when I love him like that. So y'all know I always go back to the 70s. I'm going to go back to 1999, 1995. Y'all remember this one? I can love you like that. I will make you my world. I move heaven and earth if you were my girl. I will give you my heart. Be all that you need. Show you your everything that's precious to me if you give me a chance. I can love you like that. When we love him like that, God, I can love you like that. I can make you my world. Matter of fact, I'll give you my heart. I'll be all that you need me to be. I'll show you, God, that you're precious to me. God, if you just give me a chance. Who am I talking to? God, if you would just give me a chance, I can love you like that. When we love him like that, with all of our heart and soul and mind, then giving is easy. And then when I realize that I'm only giving him what came out of his hand in the first place. I'm only giving him what I got out of his hand. And since I love you with all that uh, you got, you gave me the life and the strength to make this money. So since I love you with all that strength that you gave me, you can have this money. God, you made a way out of no way for me to have this lifestyle that I have. So anything you want out of this lifestyle, God, you can have it. I am so in love with you. I can't make it without you. I live to worship you. Forever is going to be me and you. You are my joy. You are my peace. You are my sanity. You are my eternal life. You are the air that I breathe. I'm so in love with you, God. You've been so good to me. You've been better to me than I have ever been to myself. So here, God, you can have it. Here, God, you can have all of it. You can have it. God, what, what do you want? What do you want? God, you can have it. Besides, there, there's, there's, there, there's, there's more where that came from. Y'all know how you do that? Oh, you can have that. There's more where that came from. Well, how can you say that? Because it comes from you. 
Well, that was deep to me. Eh, there, there's, there's, I can give it to you, God, because there's more where that came from because it came from you. And you love me. And you're so in love with me. You're so into me that you give me all I need and most of what I want. He really does. I don't need the house I live in. I just wanted it. I don't need a Hummer. I just wanted it. I didn't need success in all these college degrees, the ability to travel and enjoy life. I just wanted it. And vice versa, God, you don't need my offering. You don't need my tithing. You don't need my charitable giving. You don't need my rally money. You don't need my time. You don't need my energy. You don't need my worship. And you don't need my praise. You don't need my life. But you wanted it. You wanted me. And you want to know that I love you the way that you deserve to be loved. I love him first and lovers are givers. All through the Bible, God asked that we take care of his house and he'll take care of ours. He asked early in the scriptures, offering started early in the scriptures. He said, it started to bring me the first of your fruits or your animals. Or, or the, even the first child that you have. Give it back to me. Offering God the first of what he's given you is a love language of God's. Yeah. He speaks all the love languages fully. Uh, but, but giving him what, of what he's already given you is one of his love languages. If you can't do that, you've already missed the first and the greatest commandment. I don't know where you go from there. If you can't love him like that you have already screwed up the first and the greatest commandment so let me be specific so you don't misunderstand here's how it works here's the deal every time God blesses you with any kind of increase you are to offer a portion of it to him first out of your gratitude and your love it's your act of worship. It's your way of showing that you are in relationship and that the relationship is your priority. Then when it comes to the house of God, that offering is to be 10% of whatever your increase is. So increase for them meant grapes and cows and sheep, oxen and figs and barley, wheat. Sometimes it meant gold and silver. But increase for us is our income. And so here's the deal. God, say, God gives you 1,000. You give him back 100. He lets you keep the 900 for yourself. Then, because you keep giving him the 100, he keeps giving you the 1,000 over here, 500 over there, 750 over there, or he cuts back the bill that you thought was supposed to be $120 and turned out it was $13.99, or, or, or he keeps things running when they really should have broke down or he stops hundreds of things that should have happened 
but it didn't happen. Or he makes you a way for you to pay for what he did allow to happen. And then on top of that, he opens the floodgates of heaven and he pours you out blessings and you'll have more blessing than you actually have room for. And then he'll protect your finances and then he'll perfect your timing so that you don't make mistakes at the wrong time. And when you give, now that's just tithing. When you give just because you love him, when you give just because there's a need in his house or you give just because someone he loves needs something and he chooses you to give it to them and what you do because you love him then he says if you'll do that I'll pay you back good measure uh -uh. good measure shaking together press it down Good measure. Press it down. Shaking together. Good measure. Until it's running over. Shall I cause other people to give it to you? I gave an offering at the conference. The next night, somebody shook it in my hand. Same thing I gave, he gave right back to me. And, and just so, <laughs> I love God. Just so I wouldn't outdo him. Somebody else gave me another $50 a day. I gave him 100 He gave me 150 That happens to me like all the time. The Bible says he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. So if I give to the poor, the Bible says God looks at that as if he owes me. And then he gives it back with interest. Y'all, that's the deal. I'll tell you what the deal is. Let me show you another one. 2 Corinthians 9. Here's the deal. Somebody say, here's the deal. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly, under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest and you'll be enriched. In every way, so that you can continue to be generous on every occasion. And your generosity is going to cause somebody else to say, thank you, God. Y'all, that's the deal. That's the deal. I give you this. You give me that. I give you more. Then, then you give me back. And then I'll give you more than what you gave me back. And I'll cause other people to give it to you. And then on top of that, if you will give to other people, then I'll give you back. The, what, I'll act like I owe you something. And I'll keep giving. To you. That's the deal. Look at somebody and say, take the deal. Take the deal. Take the deal. Take the deal, dummy. Take the deal. But, but don't take the deal. Because it's a good deal for you. Take the deal because you love him. Yeah. 
Love first. Love him. And Jesus goes on to say that the second commandment is just like the first one. Love them. Them who? Them people. Love them people. Love them. For those of you who missed the joke, that was the message last week. Them people. Love them. Love him. Love them. That's the whole Bible in a nutshell. That's all God wants in a nutshell. That's the whole thing. That's the whole enchilada. Love him. Love them. Love your neighbor as yourself. And lovers are givers. When you give through a church. So you don't give to a church. That's where people get messed up. You don't give to a church. You give through a church. It's sort of like the bank. I don't give to the bank. I give to Nevada Power. Through the bank. When I put that mortgage payment in the bank, I'm not giving to the bank. The bank is going to turn around and give it to Mr. Cooper and our vest. Them the two homeboys I pay. I don't give to the bank. I give through the bank. So you don't give to the church. You give through the church. And when you give through a church, you don't, you don't just show love for him. You show love for them because most of the money goes into services for them. Yeah. By the way, y'all used to be them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, they, they don't like to talk about money because, they, you know, the, the preachers and they just get all your money and, and they're living great on the money of the people. And so I'm not giving to a church. It's just making the preacher rich. You know what? That's a lie. From the devil, there's three or four or ten preachers that that might be true about. All the rest of us, we are not getting rich from the church. Rev, you've been around preachers all your life. And the 99% of us are not getting rich serving the church. You're not giving to us. Yes, I drive a Hummer. My Hummer is a 2007. That I paid for before I quit my job. Honestly, well, you know, our, our finances are open. You all pay me $600 a week. Yeah, ma'am, that's, that's, that's what I get from New Antioch at Aliante. $600 a week. Anybody getting rich? Most of it is going to them. You see, a house of worship exists for people to meet Jesus. That gives them eternal life. This is for them. A house of worship helps people to change their lives. They stop behaviors that are destructive and that prolongs their life. And it gives their, them quality of life. Their marriages grow stronger. Their children are taught of the Lord. Their children get moral character. They find a community and a village for good times and bad times. They become more like Jesus. And so they treat other people well. And they contribute to society. This is for them. 
They become nonviolent. They stay out of prison. They increase their mental health. They find joy and they find peace and they find purpose here. When you give, you show your love for them. You help us provide food and counseling and youth activities and programs and support so they can live a better life. It gives them a place to belong and a family to belong to. And when you give your time and your energy to all of our projects and the ministries of the church, you're loving them. You show up for the outreaches and you donate clothes and you donate the Christmas gifts and the school supplies and books and experiences. You give to their leadership camps and rehabilitation services. You pay for exploited girls to go to school. We send four girls to school that have been exploited every year. You're paying for that. You're paying for boys to be able to find mentors, to keep the boys off the street, to keep the boys out of prison. And think of how much more we could do if you would love them. Because lovers are givers. When you volunteer your money, your time, and your energy, energy to the ministry, you love them. Love first. Before you take care of you, before you buy something else that you don't need, before you judge somebody else as unworthy, before you make another decision about them, love first. Before you decide whether God is deserving of your financial partnership, love first. Love him. Love them. This is the first and greatest commandment. Why do I give? Because I love them. Why do I love them? Because I love him. And he loves them. God so loved the world. God so loved them. Remember, you was them. You are them. That he gave his only son. And so he loves them and I love him. Well, why do I love him? Because he first loved me. <laughs> he loved first. Y'all know when we were kids and somebody would get in trouble for fighting? You know, the number one reason they say, you know, some of the top reasons was, you know, they talked about my mama. I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, some of the <laughs> some of the top reasons that, that that you know they got hit, they called me the N word, or you know that was. But you know the number one reason that kids gave for why they hit somebody, he hit me first. They hit me first. I hit him because he hit me first. She hit me first, so I hit her back. Well, guys, you know what? I was out there in my sins. I was not fit to live, but I was in no condition to die. And while I was still dirty and unclean and unholy and inconsistent and crazy and misbehaving, he loved me first. So I just love him back. He hit me first. I'm just hitting him back. He loved me first. And so I'm just loving him back. So we are here today to celebrate his sacrifice of his body and his blood because he first loved me. God loves first. But before we come together to celebrate his sacrifice, 
I want you to learn to love first. And lovers are givers. So you've heard about our rally. There's some things we need to do in this community that we need to continue to do in this community to love them. And some of you, it's like, like she said, you know, $2,022 just, it just blows your mind. You can't, uh, you, you can't imagine it. Although I keep telling y'all, if you ask God for it, he'll give it to you. He's, he's done it for me every year. Every year he's given it to me twice. I got two churches. I got to do this twice. I don't have to do this twice, but I love him. So I do it twice. Twice is nice. He twice is nice to me. Um, and he just gives it to me. It just comes out of nowhere. And so, but, but if you don't have faith for that, if you guys, I don't see that, or any of those tears, this is what I want you to do. I want you to trust God. I want you to take one of these envelopes. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to love first. God, because I love you, if I buy something um, that was $8 and I gave him a $10 bill, I'm going to take the $2 that I got in change and I'm going to put it in this envelope. If I get a, a bill that I had budgeted $120 for and it comes back and it wasn't but $80, I'm going to take that $40 and put, just put it in this envelope. If I was running late for work and I didn't stop for my Starbucks, I'm going to take that $6. And I'm going to just, seven, is that? <laughs> Depend on what you get. Whatever it is you were going to buy. And instead of buying it, put it in this envelope. If you got 50 cents in your pocket, you get ready to throw it in the wash and you pull out that 50 cent, you, if you like me, I forget I have money in my pocket. Sometimes I pull out $30 from the coat last winter. <laughs> so I'll put it in this envelope. And what I want you to do is to bring this envelope back the last Sunday of April. Our rally is over in April. So just take this envelope and say, God, I... Uh, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to stretch out on faith. I'm going to believe this word I heard today. I really do love you. And so I do want to give something. And so I'm going to take this envelope. I'm going to put it in my house. And every time you give me a little something or every time I just have some extra. That's all I'm asking you to do. It's easy. Just put it in this envelope. And fourth Sunday, just bring this envelope back. Whatever's in it. Whatever's in it. Will you do that? If you'll do that. Teenagers, uh, middle school and teenagers, um, y'all make sure they, we're, we're really asking you, y'all, really the babies were supposed to give us $20.22. But teenagers, I'm going to let you do that. Some of y'all have that in your pocket right now. <laughs> don't act like y'all don't have no money. These kids have more money than me. They, they really do. Um, in their pocket right now. <laughs> um, some of you can do the 200 or just on your allowance. But whatever you can do, so every, I want every child, I know our kids get excited to come in, so they can come in here with their envelopes, so get enough for them. Um, after, or we'll, we'll get some extras if, if we give all these out today. If you will, God, I'll take this envelope and whatever I put in, I'll bring it back fourth Sunday with whatever's in it. And I promise you God's going to bless you. Because he first loved. So if you'll do that, come get this from me. Whoever will do this.
Will you come? Will you just try? Just say, I'll take it. And whatever, God bless you. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first Okay, they're bringing them right now. To me, thank you. And then just write rally on there. If you guys just write rally on there. Some of you may have already given. I'm gonna take another. Okay, here we go. bit way about that and, and, and I understand that you feel some kind of way about it hearing about this but after you've heard how much God loves you I want you to know if you're feeling a little tight like yeah she shouldn't really talk about that I really don't like that I want you to know that's the enemy because the enemy is a hater and he hates our relationship with God he wants you to feel like you just got manipulated but you didn't get manipulated I told you straight up he wants you to be tight about money. He wants you to put your love of self above your love of God. Because he knows this is the first and greatest commandment. God is a lover, but he is a hater. So don't let him manipulate you. God told me to tell everybody that might feel some kind of way about this kind of sermon. That if you don't give, my love for you is still the same. The love of this church is going to still be the same for you. I love you the same. God loves you the same. This church loves you the same. But like the rich young ruler, it just makes Jesus sad. 
that the riches that he gave you are more important to you than the wealth of this love relationship he wants to have with you. But he loves you still because he loves first. So I'm just going to keep on teaching you to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he's going to just keep on loving you. You'll get there when you get there. You'll get there when you get there. But if you're there today, I want to love him. If you want this love relationship with Jesus and you've never invited him into your heart to say, I want to be in relationship with you, God. If you believe that Jesus is real, that he exists and that he did sacrifice for you, that he came down here as God, but he came down here as a man, gave his life for you. And all you have to do is just believe that story and you can be in relationship with him. If you want this love relationship, say this prayer with me. If you're listening by live stream and you want to give, you can, you can give the same way you heard earlier, how the ways you can give. You can put in there and if you want one of those envelopes, we'll send you one too. But I'm more concerned that you be in relationship with Jesus. And so you pray that prayer. Those of you that are in here, let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Thank you for saving me and changing my life and loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you believe that prayer you just prayed, you're born again. You're, you, you're, you're in relationship with God. If you really believe that in your heart, I can give you the words, but you have to have the heart. And if you're in the building today and you pray that prayer for the first time, or you're rededicating your life to God, you've drifted away and, and you're coming in to rededicate your life to God and you said that prayer today, just raise your hand. Amen. 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 God bless you, my Amen. I'm going to send somebody to you. You all look up. Raise those hands again to make sure they don't miss you. Amen. Amen. They're coming to you. There's a book that I want you to have that's called Salvation 101. And it'll tell you everything that you need to know. Make sure that they get your name and get some information on you. And we will uh, be in contact. We would love to be your church family. I would love to be your pastor. Pastor Sharonda would love to be your pastor. We would love for you to be a part of us. And so if there's anybody that says, I like this church. I know God is sending me here. And you'd like to be a part of our church. You want to be a part of this family. Just raise your hand as well, and I'll send somebody to you. Anybody? Amen. Brother Mario right here, right here on the back row. Amen. You all move expeditiously and make sure we don't miss them. Amen. Did you see them, Andrea? The, okay. Amen. Right here, right here. We'd love for you to be part. They'll get you all set up for our new member orientation. Amen. It is time now. To say, if you are there on the video and you'd like to be a part of this church, just put your name in the comment section and say, I'm in. I think this is the family that I'd like to be a part of. Or you can go to newantioch-aliante.org and press the connect button. And we can get you connected to a Bible study that's in. You don't have to be a member to be in one of our Bible studies. Um, or just connect you with some people that will help you on this journey. Amen. Amen. It is time to celebrate our communion. It is time to celebrate.
the death of our Lord Jesus Christ to just remember that he loved first. Amen. If you do not have a communion packet, just raise your hand and we will, we will get you a communion packet that you can take. We call it the Lord's Supper or communion. And it's just a celebration that, you, that we talked about today.
It looks like it's the landlords, but it's the enemy. And we are going into warfare. So we're going to have three war rooms this week. Tuesday night's war room is here at 6 p.m. to 7.15. We're going to fast from sunup to sundown. Just drink water from sunup to sundown. We're going to come here and fight in the spirit. You know, I've been teaching on spiritual warfare. I need the biastis to come. Those are the violent ones that will take it by force. 
We are not going to live stream it because I need my generals in prayer. And when they're live streaming, they're worried about the streaming and did the, did the, like this morning, did the, the, uh, our internet went down at the other church this morning. And uh, I don't want them worried about that. We need to fight. So you're going to have to be in the house. It will not be, the revolution will not be televised. Oh, but there's going to be a revolution. A revolution. But it won't be televised. You're going to have to be in the house. So, <laughs> y'all really want to play today. <laughs> this is war. This is war. But not that kind of war. The weapons of our warfare are not worldly. They're not carnal, but they are mighty through God. And we got some strongholds to pull down. So for Aliante, we're going to be fighting for Aliante Tuesday night from 6 to 7.15 here. Wednesday night, we'll be fighting for Central Campus. We'll have war room at Central Campus from 6 to 7.15, and we'll be praying and fighting for Central Campus. Thursday night, I believe we're going to go to the mountain to fight for Sunrise Campus. If that changes, we'll tell you Wednesday night. But our, our Sunrise Campus, where we're, we've already started the church, but we're in warfare there. Um, and so we want to um, go there and pray. If you, know, if you can find Mike Callahan, Michael Callahan Middle School or Cesar Chavez Park, our land is right next to there. That's where we'll be. It's all the way up Owens. As soon as you cross Radwick, it's right under the mountain. It's us and Sunrise Mountain is the only thing that's there. Um, but uh, we will be there from 6 to 7.15, warring for that neighborhood. Uh, as a matter of fact, guess who lives close to that neighborhood? My family. I'm not calling, I'm not telling them my last name because they have different last names, but, but my family, they're Trishnim. You call them Trishnim. Amen. So, uh, so glad I should get their last names right. I have to, it's on my iPad. Trishnim. <laughs> Trish and Sean and Joe and the baby. That's not a baby. This young woman is absolutely brilliant. Uh, what, what part of school is she in now? In med, it's going in med, and she's old, and she's 15 years old, and she's a sophomore at UNLV. Brilliant, brilliant, and uh, neurodiverse. She's neurodiverse and brilliant, uh, and so um, I love this family. But they're 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 close, so they're going to be praying. I know they'll be praying for us, but. Um, so we'll be in war room uh, there for Thursday. Don't forget about spring break. We need to know that the kids are coming. The children will have their spring break activities Thursday of spring break. What's that date? 14th. And then there it is, 14th. And then it's from 8 to 3.30. So bring your kids out. Let us share Jesus with them and the Easter story. And then, um, that, then on the 14th, it's going to be at 8. Uh, at 6 p.m., they're going to have, you know, pizza and movies and stuff. The whole family can come to that one. So register. They'll have a table outside. Make sure that your kids come. Uh, and then the first part of the week will be our teens. On Sunday night, they'll spend some time with me, and we'll have a movie night. And then uh, all day Monday, we'll have workshops for them. And then Tuesday, we still want to take them to Magic Mountain. We don't have as many kids signed up as we anticipated. And so 
what we're going to do so we don't have to cancel their trip altogether. It's been two years since we've been able to take them out of town. And so we still want to take the kids that do want to go. If you want to go on the Magic Mountain trip, you can go as well. Um, it won't be the 135. It's a little cheaper than that. Uh, if you're an adult and want to go, if the young adults want to go, that would be really cool because then I can work you. now. if the young adults want to go, uh, you can do that. If you want your kids that are under uh, middle school age to go, uh, you can go. They can go, but you have to go with them. Or send them with somebody that's 21 or older. So all the whole family can go, but it needs we are not taking your three-year-old. <laughs> you got to go with them. So, so feel free to say, you know, I want to go. I want to hang out. Bus trips are great for fellowship. It's great for church folks to just be together and enjoy each other. So you are welcome to go so we can get enough people for the bus. So, so you can see Amber or Keith. Everybody will be out there. Keith is out there right now to say you're going because we have to tell these people tomorrow whether or not we're going to be able to keep this bus. Amen. Our spring fest, our spring fest. We are getting back out into this community. We're getting excited. The community, we're going to bring them here. We're going to have food and music and games and Easter egg hunt and prizes. It's free for the entire family. We're inviting the community to come and enjoy a spring fest so that we can learn to, how to serve them better so we can just love on them. We're just going to love on them. We love community here at New Antioch, and it's going to be on our grounds. Uh, we do need donations. At New Antioch, we give. So we need uh, wrapped candy, small wrapped candy that can fit inside an egg. We need plastic eggs and small wrapped candy. We live in Las Vegas. Do not buy chocolate. <laughs> right, Sean? Not chocolate. Just the stuff that can withstand Las Vegas heat in a plastic egg. And please start bringing that. You can bring it down here during the week, but you can bring it um, next Sunday. We do need donations for uh, for the Easter egg hunt. Uh, we are in a challenge for the biggest triumph. Not the biggest loser, but the biggest triumph. If you need to lose that COVID-25, because y'all know y'all ain't got no COVID-10, y'all got COVID-25. I can tell. <laughs> Talking about my own self <laughs> and y'all. Uh, we're in the, because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, we need to take, you guys know this is my pet peeve, we need to take care of our bodies. You can still sign up, but this is the last week you can sign up. Our own Dr. O from here is handling the male side, and Angie Brown is handling the female side, and they're going to give you nutritional help and exercise and inspiration and prayer and all of the things we need to get in shape. Y'all need to be cute by the time of the 22nd of May when we go back to the gala. I need to get into my gala dress uh, for those of you know we're celebrating 20 years of ministry uh, and so we do need um, you all need to go to our see Pastor Sharonda today that's easier see Pastor Sharonda today and you can get in on the biggest triumph and the only other thing I want to announce is this week on the 8th Friday night here um, you know Pastor Darian is quite the Bible scholar and he has put together a Bible study about the cross. So it will be um, Friday night here from 6.30 to 8.30. And then that Saturday morning, this Saturday morning from 10.30 
1230. If you just want to hear more about the biblical experience of the cross and what those things mean, I think you'll just enjoy it as we go into this Easter season. It's just something extra, you know, that the man, he's using his gifts. And uh, he is quite the Bible scholar. I, I, I'm booked, but I'm going to try to sneak in on, on some of it. Uh, well, I'm not going to make it, Darian. I'm looking at these times, but it's going to really be good. You want to hear more uh, about that. Uh, so I'm going to bring up Pastor Sharonda at this time. Um, Sharonda, if you all there's okay, we don't need to do the, the COVID release. And I hope this is our last COVID-style communion. Uh, our, our hope is that we can get back to our regular communion uh, next time. Uh, but uh, you can just. All right, let's thank God for our pastor on this afternoon. Love first, love him. If you do need to sign up for that Biggest Triumph Challenge, please see me. I'm going to go over in the back corner near that desk so you can sign up over there and get the information um, that you need. And I will say this one more thing about uh, prayer week. As I was praying for prayer week, and we are going into spiritual warfare. For those of you who intend on coming and being in the house, um, I want us to be reminded about Jeremiah. And I am not talking about Jeremiah that is in the Bible. I'm talking about Jeremiah Richardson that is right here in the house with us. And I tell you this quick story about Jeremiah, um, and it is um, recognition of autism um, month this month. And so I give a shout out to uh, our Jeremiah that's right here in the house. I call him Prophet Jeremiah number two. Um, but Jeremiah had ordered something in the mail. Um, for himself, Jeremiah is 14, Lamia. He is 15 now, but he had ordered something in the mail and saved up his money to get this thing. And by the time that um, his mom got the notification that his item had arrived, when he got home, somebody had stolen it off of the porch. And so he worked again to get the money up again to buy another one. And he knew that this day had come that the del delivery was going to be made again. And so his mom told him it, it'll be here sometime today. And so Jeremiah made a sandwich and got a frying pan and went and set out on the front step. And his mom came out and she said, son, what, what are you doing? He said, well, I made a sandwich just in case I have to be here for a while. And then she said, well, what about the frying pan? And Jeremiah said, just in case things get ugly. He brought the frying pan. And so I want to talk to the warriors. That's I will tell that story forever for the rest of my life, Lamia. That's Lamia's son and Sean's son. Just in case things get ugly, he brought a frying pan. So for those of you who intend on showing up in the war room on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, for one thing, I want you to bring something that's going to sustain you. Jeremiah brought a sandwich. You need to bring your patience. You need to bring the word of God. You need to bring something that's going to sustain you. Bring your belief and bring your faith if you're going to come. And the other thing that I want you to bring, just in case things get ugly, I need you to bring a weapon to fight with. 
with. Don't come in there to look at us pray. What is your weapon? If your weapon is only Jesus, say Jesus. If your weapon is the blood, then say the blood. If your weapon is the cross, then save the cross. If you have to say get out, then get out. But we're not looking for the looky-loos. We come in the fight. Just in case things get ugly. And so I cannot wait. We're ready to fight. And we're not coming for y'all to sit here and look like this. The cameras will not be on. And we getting real up in here on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Where are the Biasa? Where are they? the violent ones. Y'all be coming to take it. Let us pray. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you, oh God, for the word to love you first. Thank you, oh God, for those who are believing in you, God, that we will love you and love them. God, we said thank you for the mission of this church, oh God, that we are the community church, that we are taking the kingdom to the community. We are serving this kingdom. And so, God, we said thank you. Thank you for these believers. Thank you for the just ones. Thank you for choosing us and for calling us. We said thank you in advance for your presence, oh God, that you will be with us during this prayer week. We said thank you for the release of warring angels, oh God, that are already standing on post to stand with us. And so send us out into this week and let us love you and love them. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You all give me two more minutes, maybe three. Um, I forgot to call this young man last week, uh, so he is ready to give his testimony. God did a miracle in this place, but I wanted him to tell it. So Nathan, come up and tell them what God did for you two Sundays ago. Okay. Okay, so about, it was last week, right? Okay, so last week, well, actually, I probably should say what happened. So basically, about a year ago, I I realized I couldn't really hear anything out of my left ear. I mean, I could hear some stuff, but for the most part, I couldn't hear anything. It was just kind of just mumbles, and I couldn't make out what people were saying. And last, and last week, when Pastor was preaching, I just kind of felt a pop in my left ear, and I could hear again out of it. And it's just what's amazing about it. It's just, it's just we've been to multiple doctors, and yeah, like all of them couldn't, couldn't really find anything wrong with my ear. But it was just that day God healed me. Yeah. Yeah. God keeps telling me that this season is for the believers. And we're going to have more and more and more and more testimonies just like that from Nathan of what God is doing in this place, in this place. And so we are dismissed on this Sunday afternoon, but I want you to know that you just encouraged us because if you are believing for something, keep on believing because God is moving. Amen. 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 Go ahead. You don't have to wait to be dismissed. Enjoy your Sunday afternoons. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you for being here. Amen.
message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977.